0: It is episode five. You know, what? when you're young and you fall and you hurt yourself, it's easy to recover. But when, by the time you're 35, it's like, okay, this didn't work out. Okay, little tear in the heart, whether you did it or he did it, this didn't work out. Little tear, little, tear, and you know, you recover quick in your 20s. You recover quick in your late 20s. You recover, still recover at 31. By 35, I was like, okay, I can't have another either heartbreak. Or just break somebody else's heart. I I just can't do it anymore.
1: Hot mess.
2: Hot mess. Hi, I'm Crystal. Welcome to the Hot Mess Club, where we explore the beauty of when life gets messy. Heartbreaks, embarrassments, failures, they happen to all of us. Life is about the beautiful mistakes we make. The Hot Mess Club is here to help you and me find the lessons and the acceptance in that chaos. Granting ourselves permission to be a mess is not for anyone else. It's for us. Oh, and by the way, perfection is for basic bitches. Hot mess. So today's guest is Kirsten Pohill, who is here to talk about the point in her life when she was just about ready to give up on love. But before we talk to Kirsten, we've got some confessions. Confess your mess, because as we all know, it is always better out <laughs> than in. Call, confess, and carry on.
1: Um, hi, so I am married, and I've been married for a couple years now, and my husband has no idea that um, I slept with his cousin. It was way before we started dating, and you know, obviously before we got married. But he has no idea. I've not said anything, and his cousin has
2: never said anything. So, Oops. <laughs> hot, mess. hot mess. Confess your mess is brought to you by our sister company, Dutch Uncle. They provide on-demand dating advice that's honest, straightforward, and personalized just for you. Now, some of y'all need this because your dating lives are not just a hot mess, they are a flaming hot mess. Right now, you can get unlimited advice via text message for an hour, for the day, for a week, or for a month, and... All new clients get an hour of advice for free. You can reach them at 404-731-3011. That's via text message. And also online at askdutchuncle.com. Got your own little mess to confess? Well, you can find the details in our show notes.
1: Kirsten. Hello. You're on the hot mess club officially. (laughs) With a hot mess. Wait, <laughs> wait! With the hot mess, meaning me, the hot mess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So, for those of, of the listeners that don't know, I like to refer to you as my um, sister, mother, friend. That's right. <laughs> because sometimes you like my right. Because sometimes you're like my sister. And you're like you know, giving me like big, so silly advice, and sometimes you're like my mother, where you're like, it's too late, you need to go home, and call me when you go home, and then sometimes you're my friend, where you really encourage me and my foolishness. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm glad you're very clear on <laughs> all of my roles in your life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought it might be fun, maybe you could um, tell the story of kind of how we met, and how we literally are steps together for the rest of our lives. Okay. Oh my
0: God. Okay. So it was in Atlanta. (laughs) And so you, okay. So I was working on this project and I needed somebody that could be my right hand. And Steffi, as you and I know, a woman told me I have this great person. Now
1: I come to find out that you weren't so thrilled about meeting me. (laughs) However, (laughs) that was true. The only reason is because I did not know you. And I wanted to work directly with Steffi on this particular project. And so when she said, oh, I'm going to introduce you to someone else, I thought she was kind of like just passing me off. And so I was mm-hmm. a little offended at first. I will admit, I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we met for <laughs> breakfast. And was it the Marriott? I think it was the
0: Marriott in Atlanta. Correct. I feel like mm-hmm. we were at the Marriott in Atlanta. And we, we met. And it was like, love at first sight. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my God, she's like me. She's like a little me that I can mold and shape. And we just hit it off right from the beginning. I mean, we have the same mind. We have the same work ethic. We are, there's no BS and there's no filter often. Unfortunately and fortunately, people who work with us are sometimes scared of us. But they know that our heart so is so in the right place.
1: Correct. <laughs> they and know we're that we're so trying friendly. to drive the train, right? We're driving the train to success. Yes. We, are, we, are, we are pushers. We definitely push the train. But we're also very friendly, but we do get
0: our work done. Yes. And people, people don't understand it until they get to know us. But then we're like that with each other because, like we always say, we have at least one good fight every, thing that we, every event we work together. Nice. One jerk, one good fight And then we, <laughs> we, we just let it go It's like okay, okay, alright We go in our little corners, lick our little wounds And then we come back like five minutes later Right, oh, and yeah. then we're like So, want to go get a cocktail? <laughs> yes <laughs> So our hearts are always in the right places. So I think it was
1: one soul recognizing another soul Day, here we are. I do I know I see I feel it's real it's weird to have that feeling about someone that's not like in a romantic relationship but I, re- yes. I do I agree I feel like it was like love at first sight I'm like I love this woman I was like I do yep. this is like literally I felt like we were meant for each other and I was like you exactly. We're just stuck forever, no matter what we do. We're together, so, exactly. so you're stuck with me, and hence that's why I ended up on this show, right? <laughs> correct, correct. You are stuck with me, and whatever it is that I do, Kirsten, Yes. yeah. Um, so, okay, so um, I have a question for you. It might, I guess, catch you off guard a little bit, but you know, hey, what's the point of being on the Hot Mess Club if you're not gonna keep it real and be honest? Okay. All right. All
2: right. Even when you think you know someone, you don't. I'm about to be shocked and also kind of embarrass myself,
1: but, uh, oh, well, hot mess. All right. So my question is, it's two parts. A, if you've ever had one and B, how many? So part A is, have you ever had a one night stand? No. What? I'm sorry. I haven't. (laughs)
0: This this surprises me about you. I have have never, I have never had a one night stand. Really? How does this happen? You know, I think I kind of grew into who I am now. You know, so I think I was always kind of really... You don't see me as quiet and shy, but really I think I always was. I I never no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I never wow. even kissed on the first date. What? I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, that's okay. I mean, I, I literally feel like, uh, I don't even know the word to describe myself. I mean, I had my first kiss in the third grade. I just feel like I'm speaking to a nun now. Well, you want to hear something funny
0: about that? So I remember one time there was this one guy that I really liked, and I just could not get around to kissing him. By the time we finally kissed, we were at, I'm from New York, so we were in the Valley, which was like a famous place you go on Sunday nights, hip-hop playing in the park. I could not work up the nerve to let this person kiss me. By the time he kissed me, the valley had cleared out. My sister had returned home saying, I don't know where she is. But the cops were damn near looking for me. My friend's mother's <laughs> rolling the streets in a robe and a car looking for us because it took me hours, hours to let him just kiss me. And so she found us walking home. My friend's mother. So, what were y'all doing?
1: Just like walking around, or just like sitting there talking to each other? Just walking at the desk. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. And this is a kiss. And how old
0: were you? I was sixteen.
1: <laughs> oh God,
0: I don't. Even and this is what's to- even worse. He was younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about what I was doing at 16. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I could not. I could not. And then I will never forget Mrs. Bagwell. God rest her soul. We're walking down the street. I didn't know that my sister had returned home. My grandmother was visiting. She's got her head in the, like with the newspaper talking about some other woman killed in the park. She's crying. I don't know. All this is going on. So I'm just walking back home. And I hear, Kirsten, you get yourself in this car right now. And I'm like, Oh <laughs> so my first mother who <laughs> dragged her husband out of bed to come look for us. Wow. Yep. And, and all then, and then were the scared. guy tried to like jump me at the door. He was like, okay, good night. She was like, at, at the car door. She was like, oh, no, you get up there and you walk her to that door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was a lesson because she was like, no, you, you want to keep her out late and you be a gentleman. You, you deal with the mess. Going that, up to the door. That is walk. true.
1: So what happened with this relationship with this gentleman that, took hours for you to allow us to kiss you. You know, we, we dated. We kind of dated off and
0: on, you know. What does that what mean? mean? What does what that mean? mean? You know, we said to kiss on the you know, you, you date, you know, we kind of dated 11th grade, 12th grade. Actually, kind of back off and on, just to look like I kind of liked him, but then, you know, I, I was, I was a good girl. So there were certain things that I wouldn't do, which of course caused our breakup, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, did y'all both no, of huh? together? No, no.
1: Mm. Oh, oh, I'm really glad we had this conversation because you know, I mean, just based on our relationship, I mean, you're married now, I'm not. I get into lots of foolishness and mess, and you know, like I said, sometimes you're my sister, sometimes you're my mother, sometimes you're my friend, and so occasionally you allow me to be foolish, and, and then you know most of the time, though you're like crystal. No. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> interesting. Exactly. Interesting. I just would have never known. I just assumed that you were, you know, just as much of a wild and free mess woman in high school as I was. So, no, I was a an fool, which is <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> when did your foolishness start? Let me in tell you, I 10? was
0: probably my biggest fool, honestly. Once, because my sister and I, even though we didn't go to school together, we didn't go to the same high school, but we did go to the same college. Really, once she left college, we went to the same college, then all my tomfoolery came out. Because when you kind of have that big sister over you, you know, it's like she knew, she would know, like, Kirsten, where are you going? This this is a direction to class. (laughs) You know, she, (laughs) she knew everything that I was doing. She could just sniff it out. She knew. So literally, even like my, my worst semester in life, but my most fun time in life was after my sister was gone. And then everything that I should have done as a freshman in college, I did as a senior. And like I damn near didn't get out of there. You know, just, I just my, <laughs> first, my first failure. You know, I never failed the, I failed the class and I was like, oh, school, and I'm not even going to go. Because I know they're going to make it. A, they're going to curb it. So it's going to be a D. So it's going to curve it to a D. So I'll graduate with a D. I mean, it's like, but my worst semester, my best semester were all after she left. Ah, so you were kind of like a late bloomer. Yeah, I, oh, I was definitely a late bloomer. I mean, I went to school with skirts, for God's sakes. With skirts? What do you mean? Like, like that's what you wore? Is yeah, you're, you're, not, not, and I don't mean many. I mean, like, you know, skirts and heels and, and stockings. <laughs> and and, I, think, I think I'm, not, <laughs> I'm a giggle. <laughs> I, I mean, literally. I mean, I was the one that people would always say they they knew who I was, but they didn't know me.
1: Hmm, I, I was always,
0: I was kind of. I kind of kept my stuff separate from everybody. Nobody knew what was going on. And then, like that last semester, I kind of went a little low. But that was, always, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so
1: much fun. <laughs> That's good. And then, what about after college? Did your fun last for a while? Yeah, I think I stayed low a little bit.
0: I mean, you know, I stayed low and high, um, but um, you know, what does We stayed
1: low and high. What does that mean?
0: You know, like so, you know, you date some of the people you absolutely shouldn't date, and then you know, it's you, you know, kind of like in life, some of the people that you should have spent more time on, you didn't, and the mm-hmm. people that you shouldn't have spent time on, you did. It was kind of like all all of that rolled into one, except doing it in my. 20s and not in my teens.
1: Got it. Why do you think that is? I mean, I've definitely experienced some of that. Is it just growth, growing? You know, you kind of have to just, like, learn as you go and, you know, who's, who's worth your time and effort and, and who's really not? I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's growing and then being confident,
0: really, with who you are as a person. And then it also depends on where you grow up. Right, So I grew up in New York. Well, in New York, no one's even getting serious until you're in your 30s. You're not even thinking about it. Like I just didn't even think about it. I never even, I always had in my mind, I'm, I'm going to be married around 35. I mean, you don't think, at least when I grew up and a lot of the women I know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm 25 and you know we're going to get married. Oh, what's going on? It's late. How come I'm not married? I'm 27. You didn't even think that way. It doesn't dawn on you. So you're just still kind of like this arrested development right? You're still trying to figure out who you are, what you're going to do. And, you know, your life is about work and hanging out and having a good time and not even, I was so not focused on marriage or, I just always knew though, I did always have a feeling that I was going to be married later in life. I always had a feeling it was going to be one time so far so good. And I never had long-term relationships prior to. I always knew that my long-term relationship was going to be when I got married.
1: Interesting. So what was... <clears throat> um, sorry. What was the longest relationship you had before you got married?
0: Um, I don't even know. I mean... Mm, Well, there was one guy who was really, I I did like him. We kind of went back and forth for a period of time, but never, no one ever consistently for a straight year, ever.
1: Interesting, interesting. So I was like thinking back to when we met, I was, so I'm 37 now. I was probably 31 or 32, so five or six years ago. Um, and you talk about, you know, the whole, like, uh, hey, I was, like, not really concerned about, like, being where I was and not married. And, you know, that's just kind of a New York thing. Well, me growing up in Atlanta, technically the South, I have been obsessed with the fact <laughs> that I was not right, married right. probably since I was 25. Um And I don't know if it's a cultural thing just based on where I grew up. Um yeah. I don't know if it is a... You know, I didn't grow up with a father. And so that aspect of my life was just so important to me. Um, but, you know, I know that you've talked me down from the ledge uh, many a time about like, oh my God, where is he? What is it going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, this is usually
2: how that conversation goes. Kirsten, <laughs> I am so sick of dating. <laughs> Where is he? Damn
1: it. Uh, I give up. But you got married right before you turned 39, right? Yep. So what was that like for you? I mean, at some point, I guess you had gotten to 35, which is when you thought you would be married and you weren't. And so did you struggle with some of those sort of feelings? Yes. 35 was when
0: I was like, wait a minute. Okay. I just knew 35 was going to be the age. I don't know why. I just felt 35. And the thing was, when I was, I guess, 34 or 35, I met this guy that, you know, this romantic, oh, we're working together. Oh, he's so cute. And this is going to be the one. And it wasn't. And then that is when I was like, okay. That is when I really started get nervous. Because I always say this thing, fall and you hurt yourself. It's easy to recover, but when by the time you're 35, it's like, okay, this didn't work out. Okay, little tear in the heart, whether you did it or he did it, this didn't work out. Little tear, little, tear, and you know, you recover quick in your 20s. You recover quick in your late 20s. You recover, still recover at 31. By 35, I was like, okay, I can't have another either heartbreak or just break somebody else's heart. I, I just can't do it anymore. I just can And I was worried about my feeling that I always knew. I always felt that I was going to be married and I was going to find the right person. And even this guy, I had said to him, I don't see in us what I see in people that are happily married. And in my mind, I didn't take it as let's break up. I took it as this is something to work on. But he was actually right. He was like, well, we really shouldn't see each other anymore. But it kind of threw me. So I was really devastated. That one, I was devastated because I was like, okay, what am I not getting? What signs am I not seeing? And what I did was I think the smartest thing I could have ever done. And I just said, God, I'm going to take a break. I'm I'm clearly not hearing what you're trying to tell me. So I'm just going to be still. And by still, that meant I'm not going to date anyone because I, I was like, I still know and believe there's still a little... 10% 10% of me that still believes what I've always believed, which is I'm going to be married. I'm going to find the person that's right for me. And before that door totally shuts in my mind, I need to stop. Cause if I take one more person and it doesn't <laughs> work out, I will become bitter Betty. Yeah. So I stopped dating and it was so
1: fun for three years. I stopped dating. Were you? Did you have a time frame in your mind? where you like, I'm going to stop for a year? I'm going to stop for two nope. years? Or you were just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to stop and then? I'm going to just stop
0: and listen and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was I might have had, once I started kind of getting back into it, maybe I stopped for two because once I got back into it, I started dating other guys. And it was so fun to be with them because in those two years, I really thought about who I wanted, and I don't mean, I always tell people write something down. I don't mean write a list like the guy has to make this kind of money, he has to do this for a living. But I wrote like a, um, I wrote my vision for what for me was a happy marriage and a happy, the type of person that I want to be with, his personality, what his values were, how he grew up things like that, not he has this kind of degree, he makes this much money, it was, you know, it was like he comes from a two-parent family, Um, you know, he wants to be married, he's been in a serious relationship before, so he's ready to make a commitment, he has great friends, he doesn't need me, I'm just a bonus, I'm not defining his life, so I really had time to shape it, so once I had that image in my head. It was easy to date other guys and not take them seriously because I wasn't worried if they were the one I could tell that they weren't. So I could just enjoy them for the moment and not make
1: anything out of it. So because it you knew good. like this particular person didn't fit the mold. of Exactly. What so you had was written fun. that you really wanted. Exactly.
0: So it was fun. So it was like, okay, I don't need that. We're not, we're not dating. We're not doing anything. I could just really enjoy you trying to date me (laughs) because this ain't going anywhere, but I was able to enjoy it (laughs) without the obligation of, you know, who are we, what are we going to be and how do we, and I I really had fun. So by the time I met my husband, I think there were one, two, maybe two or three guys that I was talking to at the same time. I had never been that kind of person, never. I never had, I had a wealth of riches of men that was talking to me. And it was maybe because I was also lighter, you know, it was just fun. It was like, okay, we can go out. Or, Or one guy that I really liked from college, but he was the same as he was in college. And I was like, well, we can go out. But, you know, if you want to roll up and see me and see if I'm home and not make any plans, if I'm home, great, we can hang out. But if not, that's great, too, because I met somebody else. (laughs) And so it was, it was really light because it took the pressure off of me because I was so clear then about what, even though I almost missed it with my husband, but I knew who they weren't. I I knew who it wasn't. I knew who it wasn't.
1: I'm curious what that, because you said that you still kind of had like this 10% of hope that there was, it was going to work out eventually with someone but so what about that other 90% of like you know what I give up like it's clearly just not going to work out for me like how do you get past that because that's a, I mean that's a struggle i struggled with that so how did you was it the break how do you reconcile that it was the break and I think it's also and
0: I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but for me Like, with every breakup, even though that 35 one was the hardest to get over, I always try to give myself kind of like a window to wallow, you know? Like, okay, I'm going to wobble about this. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be upset about it. And then I just have to let it go.
2: Okay, so this kind of reminds me of that scene from The Grinch with Jim Carrey, where he goes, four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty... Stare into the abyss. Five o'clock. Solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty. jazzercise.
0: <laughs> I have to. I have to focus on something else. I have to do anything. You know, like just you know. Being in New York, I would just get up and go to the museums by myself. Walk through Central Park. You know, I lived in Manhattan at the time, and just keep myself busy. You know. And but, So that 90%, I just tried to redirect. Every time that feeling came, I was like, oh, turn around. Do something else. Don't, don't focus on it. But I was like, gee, is there anybody? I mean, I did have that feeling, though. Is there anyone for me? I, I don't think what I'm asking for is unusual. You know, I'm not asking, like, for some king with riches and, uh, you know, satin sheets and, like, a trumpet. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I just want a nice freaking guy. But nice for me. Nice for me. You know, weird that I can't find one person in the whole universe. Who's right for me. There's, he's he's got to be out there, but I don't want to lose hope. So I need to just stop. Just
1: yeah. Stop. Yeah. And I know I'm, I'm so grateful for what you went through because you helped me because I feel like I'm, oh. I'm going through a similar journey at times and you know, at times I'm fine, but occasionally I have these moments where I'm literally like, what the fuck? Yep. yep. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not an ogre. Like, what is going on? Like, when is this going to happen? I mean, I date people. Some have been great. Some have not been so great. But, you know, I mean, I just recently was dating someone. He was a great guy. He just wasn't for me. Um, yep. And that, that, like you said, it's harder to get over those scrapes and bruises because that was painful. Because it was like, but he's so wonderful. But yep. he's not for me. And that that's hard too, but at some point you stop wanting to just accept anybody to realizing that you really do need to just accept what's best for you. And so letting go of this guy that is great on paper and is a gentleman and treated me well and seemed like he was ready for a commitment, but just wasn't for me was, I cried a few days. (laughs) about it <laughs> you know and I'm sure a lot of people would be like what are you crying about that doesn't make any sense but the reality is I was just crying that like when is it going to happen you know right. when that's so and and people
0: forget you know it, the easy part is 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 getting married I'm sure we can all find any old fool to marry us but isn't <laughs> really the right person I don't want to get divorced You know, I don't, I, that was never, I just never saw that. I just always felt married one time. That's it. So maybe Mm -hmm. it's for us because that's how we visualize things. It takes time because we we're in it for the long haul. And I love meeting women in their thirties and late thirties. I'm like, Oh, you have a sweet spot. That's right. When I met my husband, I'm like, you're perfect. You know, they're like, what? I'm like, no, this is perfect. This is perfect. You're 37, 38. This is it. This is it. This is the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been married how long now? 15 years. Wow. Now, though, I would not tell
0: everyone to wait till they're 7, 37, 38. Let me preface that. But for me, that was right. But
1: 15 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So looking back on your time of, I guess, questioning your, you know, when you hit that 34, 35 range, you know, if you... What you say to me, what would you say to someone who's kind of in that similar space of like, hello, is anybody, I'm here. Just, just, if anybody's interested, here I am. Anyway, hello, God, it's me. <laughs> I, I, would
0: really say, I would really say two things if they can. If they can, try not to date for a little bit so you can get clear on what you want. Because you know, you might be, sometimes you're wasting your time with the wrong guy and you can't, you're wasting so much energy on him that you can't even think about what you want. And number two, write, but I don't mean write a demanding list. Write a story, write your story. You know what I'm saying? My story was like, I am, you know, I am happily married. Um, You know, I'm happily married. My husband comes from a two-parent family. He He has siblings. He's a good friend to his friends. He's played sports in college. You know, I just kind of wrote my story of what our life was going to be like. And it had nothing to do with the kind of car we drove, the kind of house we lived in. It had more to do with um, with feelings, mm-hmm. I try to write that story. And then one thing I did that—it sounds crazy—but uh, first of all, everything I write in the, in my book, it tends to come true. But one, the year before I met my husband, I went skiing, and me and a friend, we wrote on the piece of paper what we didn't want to bring into the new year. I wrote it down. We tore it up and we burned it. And I said, I will never forget this. I said, by this time next year. I will be celebrating Christmas with the person who either is or will be my husband. And I was. Wow. And I had no idea who this guy was. I didn't know him at that point.
1: But you knew that you had kind of done all the work that you needed to do personally. You had been very clear about what it was that you wanted in a mate and the type of life that you wanted to have with him and... Now it was just up to the universe to make it happen.
0: Right, well, I feel like I wrote my own story, and then you can go back and edit it because you might. Once you write your story, you're clear on things. Like one of the things, you, and you find out also what really matters and what doesn't. Like, does it really matter if he's six foot two? If the <laughs> love of your life comes at five ten, are you going to kick him to the curb? So I mean, I'm not. I mean, I did have some superficial stuff in there, and I always joke. The reason why it took me two weeks, which is not a lot, though my husband thinks it was a lot, two weeks to recognize who he is, because I did have some superficial stuff in there. I had that he would look closer to Michael Jordan. <laughs> I think you told me before you like... Yes, the and he looked closer indeed, to Smokey Robinson or Major <laughs> DeVarge. <laughs> you know, I had that superficial stuff in there, but mm-hmm. it didn't matter. When, when, when my husband showed up at the funeral for my grandmother that I didn't tell him where it was. And this was maybe, this was two weeks into us meeting and he just showed up. and didn't even tell me until so later. Literally at that moment, I, went, I was like, oh my God, this is the person I'm going to marry. And I went back to my journal. I was like, oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Check, 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 check. Hi, ah, no. Complexion, ah, no. But everything that mattered was on that page.
1: Indeed. Indeed.
0: On that page, Indeed. Indeed. I feel like I wrote up. I wrote up my future.
1: You did. You did. Now I've written mine up. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> read it, edit it, read it, <laughs> it, read it edit it. Right. Maybe I'll go do a little red line editing later today after exactly. I chat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure I have quite a few superficial
0: things on there that, <laughs> <Right>. that <laughs> well, I'll his keep His big toe is shorter than his toe
1: <laughs> right. right. Oh, he doesn't, <laughs> Wait, he doesn't have a beard. Oh, darn. <laughs> non negotiable. Non negotiable. Non negotiable. negotiable. Um, my sister, mother, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you. so much for being on Hot Mess Club. You are my favorite hot mess. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I okay. love you. Talk okay, love you. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope
2: you got something out of this episode. If you liked it, please become a subscriber and share it with your friends. Because if there's anything better than a hot mess, it's a friend that's also a hot mess. Hey, bitches. Sharing is caring. In the meantime, please check out our website. That is AcceptYourMess.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, also at AcceptYourMess. Hot mess. Hot mess.